2: Then they make you roly-poly, you get stuffed with ravioli.
0: If your mama's
2: a paisano, you will have the world on a plate. So see that you're born in an Italiano, and your life will be great.
1: And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Italian American Podcast. I'm your moderator, John Viola, here in the Tower of Italian Power in New York City, New York. And uh, next to me, as often is the case, my friend, my co-host, the First Lady of uh, Italian America, Ms. Rosella Rago. Ro, good to have you back.
0: It's good to be back. And we have a really, really awesome, funny guest today because we can't just be serious all the time, guys, and talk about you know the uh, intellectual side of <laughs> Italian America. We gotta, we gotta keep it light. So, uh, in honor of that, we have Rocco the Comic in the house today. Welcome Rocco.
3: Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here and uh it's always fun when we record close to where I am, so I don't have to travel <laughs> far. <fun. laughs> good. What do you mean
0: close to where? You you live like 3 hours from here.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, well, but I work in the city, so at least I get to, you know. So get Ro- to.
0: Rocco's got like a complicated situation. He's from Bensonhurst, where I'm from. Surprisingly, we don't know each other.
1: Yeah, it's amazing actually.
0: Uh he moved to Poughkeepsie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, three, four hours away. Yeah, with you know,
3: traffic. Just, just throw it out there. It's like I threw a dart at a map of New York and just went. <laughs> <laughs> What's Poughkeepsie like? I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> I don't know anything about it yet. Like, people will ask, like, have you seen this? And I'm like, I don't know where I am. I just, you know, I know where the train station is. That's you left the tribe. Good. Are there really? Italians out there? No. I mean, I'm finding, like, little bits. Yeah. But, like, what I tell people, like, the closest thing to Italy up there is, like, the subway meatball hero <laughs> that they rough. have because it's like there's nothing there like on sun like on saint joseph I, I went i saw up like the guy oh saint joseph Pastry. I was like i gotta go let's see it and it looked like a donut from dunkin donuts <laughs> which is like white cream and so i was like i was like god oh my gosh i like that's it they
0: teased you yeah
3: yeah it's like i was like take that sign and burn it and don't tell anyone you had that here
0: uh so the way I found out about Rocco was that I was on Instagram and I started watching this really funny video that said the Italian American bachelor like audition tape oh. or something. He makes these really funny videos about what I think must be like first generation Italian American culture because he kind of touches on subjects that only you would only know if you are first generation as well so he made his uh bachelor audition tape and i thought it was really really funny and i thought we got to get this guy on the podcast <laughs> because what did you what did you say like uh oh uh, we're going to live in my basement <laughs> um you know the basement's been ready for me since i was 7 <laughs> uh the the wedding's already going to be planned dad it's going to be like my mom's greatest like dream and, and stuff and then, then i
3: asked if i could bring my mother on the show with me yeah <laughs> and you
0: said that like uh she she'll bring her own food because she doesn't <laughs> trust anyone else yes <laughs> and then at the end like he pretended he was like talking to his mom and his his mom's like i'm making the show the the tape for the show like was like no I'm, I'm not leaving now <laughs> like what stop crying like it's uh,
2: just-
3: it's funny because it's all true, and that's a lot of things What I do com, when, with comedy, I don't make up. Yeah. Like, people ask, like, where does it come from and stuff like that. Like, I don't feel like—I might embellish a story a little bit, but mm. all of it's based in reality because I just feel like it's already funny how it is, so why change it? Why make something up? Right. And the the Bachelor video I made it was funny because years ago I auditioned for The Biggest Loser. And I had to make a video. Wow. Wow. I got rejected because I wasn't depressed enough
2: to be on The Biggest Loser.
3: So I would tell people, I was like, how much of a loser do you have to be for the biggest loser to say no? That's true. So for that video, they wanted to see my mom. And my mom was so pissed off that I was like, Mom, you have to be in a video with me. Because they have to see, like, why am I fat? And I'm like... (laughs) I'm like, it's not your fault. So, like, the entire time I'm doing the video, my mom is pinching the back of my neck and because she didn't want to do it. And I'm like, I'm like, see, this is why you can't do anything. You can't do anything out of, like, the norm yeah. in an Italian house. So, that's why that video came on a whim because I just thought of something because with two little kids, I rarely have time to video right. anything. So, what I did was now I have a makeshift recording studio at my mom's house. Okay. So, okay. when I go to my mom's, I can make videos because no one's going to bother me. That's great. Right, right. You know, so that one, my kids actually went out for the day. So I, that was the last video I did at my house upstate because I had uh, 20 minutes to do something <laughs> without anyone jumping on me. So, but now all of it's based in reality.
0: <laughs> so what made you want to get into comedy in the first place?
3: Well, um, I started in 2010. Um, at work, a lot of people would always tell me I always find the reason to make anything funny. And someone was like, oh, you should do stand up. And I was like, I never thought of it. I always watch stand up, but I never thought of doing stand up. Um, So someone's like, you know, you should do it. And like, when I heard like two separate people told me and like they didn't know each other and they told me this, I was like, let me see. So like, um, Caroline's on Broadway had like a coaching class. Mm -hmm. So that was like a six week course. And I just did it because I never went on stage or nothing. Mm -hmm. And then. Um, like August first, two thousand ten, was the first day I ever performed on stage, and it was in front of like three hundred people at Caroline's. I oh, don't know, me. It's and a then world. after that, I just started doing it. And then in the beginning, my my comedy was mostly general, and it was all, mostly like weight based and stuff like that. Like it was rarely any of the Italian stuff. But it wasn't until social media that like there's an Italian community on social media that no, you have to tap into to actually find them. And it wasn't until then that I started, like,
1: turning my focus to the Italian crowd. Mm-hmm. And you're finding that that audience continues to grow? I mean, like, could, could you do all Italian comedy?
3: You could, but it depends. Like, I would say maybe in, like, Toronto you could. Yeah, Toronto. Toronto, there's... what I hear of Toronto, it's like New York 25, maybe 30 years ago. Yeah.
0: Have you ever been to Toronto? No,
3: I want to go. Oh, I'm, I'm dying to go.
0: It's like, yeah, it is a... Uh... If they had, like, a different structure, but it, you get the vibe of, like, 18th Avenue in the 90s. Yeah, that's,
3: that's what I nice. hear. So, it's, like, there you probably could, but in New York you, you can't. Like, like when I go into a regular comedy club, I can't just start talking about my Italian father because no one in the audience is going to be Italian. Right. Yeah. So, I have to, like, word it differently yeah. and present it differently. So, it, you can go more in-depth or be vaguer when it's an uh, Italian crowd, but then it's different. But... I enjoy the Italian comedy more because it's more of who I am.
0: Yeah. It's organic. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it is easy to laugh at yourself with, with our culture. I mean, cause, I mean, that's what we do every week when we get sit down and do this. I mean, this some of this stuff is kind of absurd, especially mm-hmm. to the outside world.
3: Yeah, 100%. It's always um, – one thing is, like, if I talk about my weight a lot on stage and one funny story, it had nothing to do with being Italian, but for some reason I was doing a show and the naked cowboy from Times Square was there.
1: That guy's still around? Well this was it was like
3: It was like two thousand eleven it might have wow. been. And he was there doing a show and then after I got off stage he goes, Oh man, I, I never thought about life as a fat guy And I was like, That's what you took away from my whole stand up was that now you know how fat people live. It's like that's what happens when you stand in your underwear in Times Square twenty four <laughs> hours true. a day. This is what that's you don't true. even think about. Like people don't like to be in their underwear,
1: <laughs> but that's one interesting fact. But it's um, do you come into contact with a lot of uh, a lot of other Italian comics and sort of exchange war stories, ideas? I mean, is there a yeah? Do you guys is like there a
0: fraternity of once Italian a month, comics? You know the, the, and. Uh... Riff on each other,
1: and uh,
3: I wish, but comedy is not that kind of animal. Yeah, it's it's a lot of it's competitive. Uh, yeah, it it shouldn't be because like what I tell people is like you can follow multiple Instagram accounts. Right, we say that. Right. She's, yeah. you know, she's a big yeah. champion for that idea. You uh, <laughs> yeah. you can like more than one person. That's <laughs> yes, right. But like these people, a lot of them, they they use each other as stepping stones, and That's it's like crazy. Like you like. This is why I struggle in because I don't look at any of this as a business. Yeah. Because it can't be a business for me. I have uh, I have my two kids and my wife who rely on me, so I have to work a nine to five. Yeah. I can't. I have no fallback plan if I go to comedy full time. I'm everyone else's fallback plan. So for me, when I go into these things, I'm I want to help you. I want to you know be your friend. I don't want to be a business partner. I don't care about the business. I want you to make people laugh. I want me, and then it hurts me a lot because, like, people will come up and then they want to ask me questions, and then I'll give them everything I know. And then, like two years later, they're doing better and they're using the stuff I told them. <laughs> but then, then like then they don't even talk to me anymore. Yeah. So I try to stay away from the negatives of social media. But what I tell people is, um, in reality, the Italian accounts may seem as a team, mm-hmm. but in the background, it's not really like that. A lot of us. It's like typical Italian. People don't like each other, but they still associate with each other. <laughs> that's right, yeah. you that's know, right. It's of typical course. Italian. We don't like each other, but we'll associate with each other and we'll keep the face. Yeah, that's true. But you won't know that we don't like each other. But, but then people come to you like, oh, Rocco, did you hear what this person said? Did you hear what that one? I'm like, come on. I'm like, just leave me alone. <laughs> you know, you can't help it. But yeah. it's, uh, I wish it was a closer community. I've always had a dream of an Italian comedy festival. Yeah. Um. Where everyone that we follow on Instagram was for like one weekend. I always it's like a, a dream of mine. Like Columbus Day weekend, mm-hmm. you have the Italian Comedy Festival. Every comedian, Italian comedian, you have them on a bunch of shows, but none of the egos will let someone do that because you'll have someone say, "I have to be the headliner. I have yeah, to be this. I have to be the face of the whole thing. Oh, I want this much money. I'm, I'm like, see, this is where I this is why I struggle because for me, it's not about money. Yeah, it's not about. Anything else
0: well the people that they don't realize that it could be so much bigger mm-hmm. if they all came together you know that's our it's...
1: whole that's what defined us for millennia I'm sure like we we could be so much if we just repressed our ego for five minutes and just gave it up for like you know the next the person next to you who frankly you know you you like you said you spend time around them anyway so you are drawn to being together in this tribe. Even though you're competing with each other, it's just it's counterintuitive it's really bizarre but yeah. it's
0: like this is who we are it's It's like the person you know at the dinner dance saying, "Oh, but you didn't announce my name right uh, and, that's the worst. Uh, you didn't yeah. you, I'm a cavaliere, you don't put cavaliere mm-hmm. whatever, and uh, my table is in the corner mm-hmm. and yeah. uh
3: our egos are like our biggest enemy. It's yeah. like our biggest downfall is the ego. Yeah. And, uh, it's like whenever you do business with an Italian person and you're Italian, you feel like you're going to get cheated in a way because you oh, seem absolutely. to always screw each other. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's true. It's like it's I'd rather true. give business to someone who's not Italian because I have a better chance of getting an honest opinion, yeah. but the Italian guy is probably going to screw me in some type of way. And it's sad, and I hate that, but, you know, it's the way it is. It's like um, I had an Italian landlord when I lived in Brooklyn, and they treated me terrible. <laughs> And I was like It's one of the reasons Why I moved And I was like I was like See I was like If I had just Another ethnicity As a landlord It might have been better But at a time And because they thought That Because I'm Italian too They can get away With these things That's what happened The same thing With the comedy I mean a few, a few of them I, I I speak to a lot. Giuseppe from Toronto, I always speak to him. He's, he's great. He's, he's been, genuinely nice. He's been on the nice. podcast. Yeah, yeah he, he's fantastic. He actually the day he did your podcast was the day I had my show. So he came from this podcast and that's came right. to my yeah. show.
1: He's a great guy. That mm-hmm. that's a guy who gets it and wants to be community driven and work together. Yeah, yeah. the mm-hmm. Canadians are nice people too. Yeah, I mean that, that's mm-hmm. just they're, they're just way nicer than we are. I yes. think it's a, I think it's the the area too because like Pat and I run lodges for the Italian Sons and Daughters in America, the ISDA, mm-hmm. and they are expanding around the country. They're one of the most successful Italian-American groups, but their their heartland is in the Midwest. And we went to their conference in Buffalo, and Pat was like, I don't understand. These are nice Italians. Like, they want to help you with stuff, and they want to go to your events. Like, it was so friendly, and everybody was welcoming, and he's like, maybe it's just the New York, New Jersey area where we're all too concentrated that we, like, kill each other. It's Oh, if out. you go
0: out to, to uh, Wisconsin, I've been to Milwaukee Festa Italiana. Nicest people, mm-hmm. 200 <laughs> Italian-American volunteers wow. put on the biggest mm-hmm. festa. I think it. I think It's, the, it's biggest the biggest in the country, yeah. Festa in the country, yeah. 40,000 people a day, multiple stages, and they're all volunteering together. And nobody's
1: uh, announcing their name at every fifteen-minute interval. Like, and, and the volunteers Cavallieri this, and, and uh, nobody's
0: mm-hmm. having like a screaming no. match backstage or anything. Or nobody's talking smack. It's it must just... be this area.
1: It could be because
3: you know it's it's the same thing in comedy-wise for comedy shows in the city, like in the five boroughs, you'll struggle to get an audience because no one wants to leave their house, parking, traffic, all yeah. that stuff. But if you go to the suburbs, or if you in Toronto, I hear people will go out of their way to go to these events. Yeah. So that's why in New York, you always find people struggling with these events because no one wants to, to go to them. Yeah. But again, my dream is the Katyn Comedy Festival. But we'll see if that ever happens. We'll it's see. it's
1: a worthwhile pursuit mm-hmm. because you know we're not particularly mainstream, and mm-hmm. so to have somebody out there doing it and this this other segment of the audience laughing along with you kind of at you but it, i don't know it feels good to me it feels like it's um showing off who we are a little bit like i think about guys like sebastian meniscalco mm-hmm. or nick de i mean nick DiPaolo did a bit had to be 15 20 years ago on taking his italian relatives to olive garden that mm-hmm. i could recite by heart some of the funniest stuff in the world and i don't know it feels good to be there and, and have uh to be in an audience that's got a comedian talking about our stuff
3: yeah no it, it's it's something that i it's that I found myself like steering towards because it's just so easy, and it's something that I find connects with people more than the generic stuff.
0: Yeah, totally. Because it, it it's such um, and it's such a personal experience. You know, we we did grow up in in this like kooky kind of way. And when you hear someone speak to that, it, it's really bring, bringing up all the memories, the nostalgia and stuff, and saying, hey, like, I grew up this freaky way, too. Like, let's laugh about it, you know, because your American friends don't know what it means. No, no It's they, like a
1: secret code a little bit.
0: Yeah. I
3: love that. Yeah, I, I, everyone loves inside jokes. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And that's what it is. An Italian yeah. comedy show is just in a whole inside true. joke. Yeah. So that's what people connect to.
1: Do you find, like, when you're doing a show and you have – Random Italians in the audience, do they interact with you afterwards? They, like, I always find like if I meet somebody who's Italian and anything I do, I always go up and want to like point out that we're both Italians. If I have the opportunity, do people approach you? Um, sometimes one person, because uh, I, I
3: made a joke um, at my last show, I was asking around the audience. Uh, cause sometimes I like to talk to the audience during the show too. And someone told me that they were from Bensonhurst too. And I asked them right back. I said, "Did you sell your house to a Chinese person yet?" Mm. And then that's one of the things uh, (laughs) that—that's one of the things that uh, that they connect because they they ask me, oh, where'd you live? We live on Avenue U, whatever, stuff like that. So people connect with a random tidbits, and that's it's depends what because you don't know what's gonna connect when you say it, but but that's what it is, and it's it's nice to connect with the people after the show. Yeah, it's gotta be nice.
0: What was your family's response to you getting into comedy? What did they think?
3: My father. the thing is my my dad never made it to any of my shows. Um he always claimed that in reality what I think it is I think he would have been too nervous, but he would claim that that him being there would make me nervous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh my That's mom's good. been to one show, but she has the same thing. She thinks that if she's there it's going to make me nervous, but I think it's her nerves yeah. and in the end if there's other comedians there they're not going to get all these jokes because mm-hmm. yeah. they they don't understand these things. So but um both of them I've shown them the videos they've seen the, how I make fun of them uh my mom now she just gets nervous cuz she thinks everything that she says is going to end up on Instagram <laughs> so now every she starts every sentence with this is off the record <laughs> that's the greatest line so uh and then if she makes a mistake she goes oh there you go I give you more material <laughs> um but there's support of it of it um uh Again, like, but it's it's hard to train them because they grew up with, like, that secretive mentality. Yeah. And it's against the norm for someone to be out there just, like, throwing it out there. Like, listen, this yeah, is what Yeah, you shouldn't
0: do. be airing your dirty laundry. Yeah. is very mm-hmm. much a part of the american yeah. culture. But it's like,
3: I'm not even airing dirty laundry. Like, I tell my mother, like, yeah, I joke about that I don't drive because you were paranoid <laughs> to make right, me it's drive. It's true. It's not yeah. dirty laundry. That's, not, <laughs> that's true, mom. She goes, Oh, I'm like yeah. When I took the keys, the first thing you started asking me about was the parking spots. Then you told me to be home by like five, and it was four forty-five when I wanted to leave. So I was like, "No, it's not me." Yeah,
0: keys and then they said, "Okay, it's all my fault." Yeah. I'm a bad mother. Uh-huh.
1: that's it. I don't know. I'm a, I'm bed. That's it. Okay, it's okay.
2: Go. Yeah,
1: my mother. Uh, my mother is, I think, second generation born here. Her mother was born here, and her father. But some things just don't. Change like even now i'm living out of the house for 15 20 years and my mother will call me up and you know it's, it's raining today you know i don't think you should drive I'm like you don't even know that i am driving like you know <laughs> and it's raining where you are and mm-hmm. like if, uh, two hours away wherever she is and like but she's just t- terribly nervous about me behind the wheel of the car you mm-hmm. know you're doing this so you she's very uh it's consistently paranoia. That's yeah. what they—they—they they, they always
3: paranoid about something. Yes.
0: My my nonna still calls me up and asks me about the temperature, like because <laughs> so I used to live upstairs. She used to live downstairs. We tenants, and you know, it's one of those old Brooklyn houses with mm-hmm. just that monster heat. Mm-hmm.
1: No, it's the greatest—the the dry heat from the radiator. Oh heat.
0: man, every every hour. <laughs> what's the temperature? What's what's the temperature? <laughs> I was like. It, it, it's seventy seventy nine. Oh my God! that they put the heater too much? <laughs>
1: my my, oh my mother God, and father are super controlling about the thermostat in their house. It's like if it's yeah. one degree off, it's a, it's a total. and if we
0: wanted to raise it, like at my at, at my parents' house, if we ever wanted to raise the thermostat. My dad would be like, are you wearing socks? <laughs> <laughs> you know?
1: Have you gone through every step yeah, that you yeah. could first? But
0: that was totally the reality. Like a, a, Italian parents just make you feel bad about everything you want or feel like you need. <laughs> mm-hmm. or any. When I broke my toe before I got married... Like, I I stubbed my toe. I broke my toe. My father was like, were you wearing socks? (laughs) (laughs) Just everything bad that happens to you is your fault.
3: I refuse to wear jackets now just because I've been forced to wear jackets (laughs) so much as a kid. Yep. I, and like my my kids this weekend were yelling at me, like, why does Daddy not get to wear a jacket? But why do I have to? I was like, listen, you have to listen. I listened for <laughs> yep, all my survived. previous Here life. I am. Yep. And now I get to choose <laughs> to wear a jacket or not.
1: Yeah. I was always famous for the why question. I couldn't mm-hmm. contemplate. Because I knew even as a young kid some of the stuff my parents were restricting was abnormal because all the Medigan kids could do it. Yeah. And it, because I said so was the only answer I ever got. And now I think to myself all the time, I'm like, you know what? I'm an adult. My life is driven by my own because I said so. It's amazing. It's the most liberating feeling in the Mm -hmm. world. I have no kids to tell because I said so yet, but uh, God spares I will one day, and that's a big reason why I'd like to have them, just to say to some kid because I said so.
3: Yeah, I gave my son the the thing I said because I'm the dad, and I get to tell you what to do, and that's (laughs) That's what happens. Yeah, Yeah, my
0: parents would go back and forth. It was like, why, Ma, why? Ask your father. (laughs) Why, Dad, why? Because.
3: Because. That's it. My father would say, I don't want to hear your mother. Please just do what she said. <laughs> that's a that's a famous line in
1: my house. You know, you talk about like being paranoid. Like my mother, you can't get my mother any gift. Mm-hmm. Every gift is, is why would you do this? She's return it. Mm-hmm. Get yourself something. The only gift you can give my mother, and I think it's after Christmas Eve, and and maybe after Christmas Eve is probably her favorite day of the year. It's any time there's like a disaster coming, like a hurricane warning or a big storm. And the gift we give her is we all gather in her house, and she can just like watch us. She's got like a utility belt on, yeah. like a flashlight. I mean, she really does. It. This is not. And my mom, listen. So, mom, I'd like to have, send me a picture of your utility belt, please. But like flashlights, first aid kit, stuff. It, and she just wants us huddled there in case there's a disaster. Yeah, she wants to hen mother hen us, and she, that's what we give her. We're like, okay, we'll be there next hurricane. All us will come over, and we do. She loves it. And
0: God forbid, knock on wood, if something happens, you all get to die together.
1: Oh, that's That's... the best, the greatest Italian ending. That might as well be an opera. Yeah. The building collapses on all of us, you know? It's like- You're trapped in a cave. What better way to go?
3: At least we got a flashlight. Yeah. And Band-Aids.
0: That's like every Italian mother's dream, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Just die
3: in the arms (laughs) of all her kids. Yeah. That's it. The buying the gifts thing is true, though, because I was guilted any time I bought gifts, especially for my grandmother. Oh, why are you going to buy? I'm old. You don't spend money on me. That's yeah. what she would say. It, uh, so, like, it got to a point where I would buy her saints because then she couldn't get mad at buying a <laughs> saint. But then, like, so many Christmas pants, it started looking like the Vatican down there. Like, it was already bad to begin with. But now I just shrine. had. The shrine. Now yeah. the shrine was just getting so. I was like, I don't know what else to get this lady. So, like, she w- like every around Christmas, she would make cucidate. So uh, I started yeah. buying the supplies and putting it in a basket <laughs> and <laughs> giving it to her for Christmas. Nice so I, it's like, you can't brilliant. get mad at me for buying flour. <laughs>
0: that is brilliant, that is Rocco. True. Rocco, yeah. I think you have cracked the <laughs> yeah. Nona gift code. Yeah, I, I bought point.
3: every saint because we ran out of saints. So I to think so I bought a flower.
0: Here you go. <laughs> buy saints. And when there are no <laughs> more saints to give, buy baking materials. Fantastic.
1: They can use it. That's so. really true. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. Yeah,
0: you can't even buy my Nona baking material because. Is, like she has the same like aluminum trays she reuses them oh yeah like they're supposed to be disposable oh no 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 they
2: still look good why they're, and they're like
0: broken they're all like brown looking whatever <laughs> and someone commented in a video it's like can't you buy this woman new tra-? i was like she, <laughs> she wouldn't use it. them you come and try to give her the new ones <laughs>
3: <No>. then <laughs> like, like
1: if, if my you bought them, she like, wouldn't uh, use them my grandma's like my mother tries to do nice things for my grandmother and like you know ma, you're dishwashers from 1982. Like, let me buy you a new one. And she, you know, my mother buy like the top of the line one, have the people mm-hmm. go in the house, install it, everything. per. And my grandma be like, ah, but it, you know, it leaves spots or it's like, and nothing <laughs> is ever as good as the, to find the reason. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I like my piece of garbage here. Like it's just, uh, they like it. My grandmother,
3: um, up until before she like got dementia, she would, she had to do our laundry. So when I lived in Brooklyn, obviously I didn't have a laundry. So she bought another machine to have two laundry machines. And then she would get mad if you didn't give her
0: yeah the clothes. That's the thing. Yeah, my <laughs> nono would expect me to lug it all downstairs, mm-hmm. you know, into the basement, like down three floors and stuff. I mean, I'm completely grateful I'm a 32-year-old woman. Yeah. I, you know, I do laundry. Yeah. I'm married. I do laundry. But it was just... Her thing while I lived there, mm-hmm. she wanted to be the one to do it. Yeah, and if she didn't, if she like saw something or whatever, it, she would like interrogate me. She's like, mm-hmm. This you bring a foot dry clean. <laughs> yeah,
1: one time I sent it out and she got mad at me. How much
0: you spent? Oh, no, no. <gasps> my
1: mother is famous for if you stay at my parents' house or anywhere your clothes go down, it's like she has an alarm goes off, she gets them, she's washed. So, like, I my wife knows I don't like to wash my jeans too often because I like them worn in and mm-hmm. I, and. My mother, if I go to the house, if I go take a shower, I put my jeans on the bed, I come out. All of a sudden, the jeans are gone. They come out like if whatever it is, an hour later, and they're like skinny jeans now because they shrunk, and I can't get them on my bonds, but she can't help herself. The we- problem
3: is I would tell my grandmother, like, I don't want to give her the laundry. You're getting old. She goes, and what do I do with my life? That's what she would say. And then I'm like, but how does this look to people? Because, like, I didn't live. I live, like, four blocks away. And sometimes she would make my aunt drive her to my house and then ring the bell, you got any clothes? And then I said, but how does this look to people that me – i'm i'm able bodied I can do, I'm giving a large bag of laundry to an old lady yeah.
0: This giant man yeah. is just it's like, just like,
3: i and man. i want as a man she's she wants this I'm not, I'm not i wanna send it out. I wanna uh. spend twenty dollars a pound. She won't let me. she has this
1: authority over me uh, uh, Rocco, you just <laughs> nailed on the whole crux of it, and your next comedy special this should be. How does this look to people? Because that's mm-hmm. really the whole crux of yeah. all of it. Like, mm-hmm. we, La bella figura. Yeah. Like, how does this look to people with, that you do these things? But this is, I think, what our generation starts to think about. It's like mm-hmm. the rest of the world sees this very differently than we do.
0: And John, I'm insanely jealous of your uh, dryer dried shrunken skinny jeans because my nonna would hang them up in the boiler room
1: <laughs> and they would
0: come back as sandpaper. Cardboard sandpaper jeans sand <laughs> 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 like, yeah, it's
1: my mother my mother you would used hear it
0: to. It. Yeah. Ladies, if you've ever tried to put on a pair of skinny jeans that you're known to air dried in the boiler <laughs> room, you know exactly what yeah. I'm talking <sighs> about because it's torture. My mother's there's a noise that
1: inclination to do more than than I need her to, but uh, I'm not getting aired right. Thank God.
3: My nonna used to hang out the clothes in the backyard, so I'm like, all right, and I have like my friends. I'm like, let's go play basketball in the backyard. Sorry, we can't. My <laughs> mutanda just hanging for everyone to see. I you, you know, you know my nonna, my
1: my grandmother. I took my grandparents to Sicily when I was in senior in high school, and my grandfather had never been back to see his cousins, so they didn't want to travel by themselves. I'm like, I'll go with you. I went right, and so. I plan the trip. Like, my parents just let me plan this trip. So I'm like, I'll go to all these nice hotels. So we go to, uh, in Palermo, there's the Villigea, right, Mm -hmm. the nice hotel on the beach. And we get off the plane. We go, you know, roam to Palermo. Everybody's tired. And so I'm like, okay, no, no, we're going to have, like, uh, dinner tonight. She's like, okay, no problem. Uh, I'm going to rest for a little while, she says. So I go in my room. They got a room next door. And I'm unpacking my stuff. I'm I open up the... Beautiful balcony that we got, big doors right onto the sea outside Palermo. And I looked to my right, and my known is hanging her mutandis out <laughs> in this beautiful <laughs> five star hotel yeah. over the balcony, where people are in the pool. Believe I'm that's like, amazing. You can't put these, This is like. They're about to call <laughs> no, any like
2: minute and be like, oh, "Signora." <laughs> yeah,
1: like there's real normal people down here enjoying the pool <laughs> that they're spending four hundred dollars a night for. They don't want to see your bloomers. Signora, ti di non
0: lasciare <laughs> le mutande vicino al balcone. Grazie. Gentilmente, grazie, ciao. It's so crazy you uh, like my Italian presenter voice? Yes, yeah, so it's very official. <laughs> it I is, like right? like Alitalia. Like <laughs> Alitalia. <laughs> See? You're Italian. Signore, signore, benvenuti al volo 0545 New York, JFK, a Roma, Fiumicino. Si prega di attendere.
3: See, I just booked my ticket and I had to do Emirates and my mom couldn't even understand that. Are you going with Emirates? <laughs> Why, no, I don't. Alitalia goes out of business every 15 yes, minutes. Yes, it does, yeah. just, <laughs> <laughs> Emirates is actually better now, ma. It's fine. We,
1: <laughs> we got to be the last people to grow up with that Total devotion to Alitalia. Mm-hmm. Like I was a kid, we always took Alitalia. It was. Yeah. A, I didn't even know there were other airlines going in. and
0: they're not even nice. I mean, we they're know, horrible. We know they're definitely not going to sponsor the show, so we can say this. <laughs> no. um, they're not nice to you. <laughs> they're like no. really mean. Whatever. they yeah, terrible. Do. So this year, uh, we flew like that Comfort Premier, yeah. whatever, and I was so uh, I'm so impressed because they give you silverware with yeah. that. <laughs> And it says Alitalia. Oh, let me tell you. And I took my first set <laughs> say, of Alitalia silverware. They don't get
2: those back. No, I know. So <laughs> so then I
0: get to you know, my, my, the, the home my husband's family has in uh, in Mola di Bari uh, that used to belong to his own. Uh, and I open the drawer, and it's like the entire drawer is filled <laughs> with the Alitalia silverware. That's,
1: that's one thing about them. Like I, They are mean. And the service is inconsistent, but they have to be. No wonder they're always bankrupt. They (laughs)
0: They don't notice. Yeah,
1: I I must have four or five DemiTest cups that I've taken from their first class or wherever. Because I used to fly first class. Uh, NIAF, when I was working at NIAF, we had a deal with them, and they would... Buy me a regular. The foundation would buy a regular ticket. They'd upgrade me to first class. So I'm like, great. I'm here for nothing. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like I'm uh, untraceable. I right. took every. I took a blanket once. I took the blanket out of it. Took was the like, chair. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I was like, I was sure to take it. And I thought to myself, like, I get every time. It's gotta be taking all this stuff. It was mm-hmm. great stuff.
2: Beautiful yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. They give you the nice little. If you are in real first class, they give you that nice little clutch bag filled with you know the lotion the and best. the. The stuff, and you, know, you gotta take it. I mean, mm-hmm. you gotta take two, you gotta take What are the they guy. gonna do with it after? So that's the yeah. logic. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but so what they, are they gonna do? Wash it? No yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: you know, my father used to take all the time. We used to fly, tie it. Before they had like plastic cups, and they used to do, they looked like my father loves wine out of a jelly cup. The idea of a yeah. wine glass for him is like completely anathema.
0: Wine tastes better out of an old Nutella glass jar. Mm-hmm. I think it does.
1: I really do. And
3: you they, know,
0: the, the holiday ones that are real cups. <laughs> yeah, they had yeah. those
3: for a while. Yeah. they oh, yeah. had like Cartoons on oh, them. Yeah. I remember those. Uh, my my prized
0: possession is the soccer one yeah. with mm-hmm. the, the, the Azzurri I'm team. Probably, I probably
1: broke
3: it somewhere, my but brother's got it somewhere all. in
1: the back of my mom's kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> my brother's definitely got all the uh, Azzurri Nutella jars, but my dad used to take all the cups because they were like these little tiny airline cups. He's like, this is perfect for... Wine, and he would take them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, I mean, can't. you can't buy this. It's no, you can't buy it. That's yeah. true. Can't yeah, buy. it. You've Got to take it. Sick.
0: If you can buy it, we still want it. And if you can't buy it, we want it even more. It's <laughs>
1: <That's right. Exactly. laughs> the most desirous thing in the world. Italians <laughs> love it. Limited edition. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. The airline made seven million of these cups, but nobody else is stealing it. So see, but I got it outside <laughs> of the plane.
2: <laughs>
0: Imagine, like, you just saved a bunch of those up and gave them to like your mommy or Nona. I wonder what she. <laughs> that's would do. a good gift. Would but she I say thank even... you.
3: But she would say, how'd you get on the plane so many times? You probably bought a ticket. They'd find something that you spent <laughs> money on that yeah. you shouldn't have. Like, oh, but you went to Italy when you don't have to. <laughs> Nobody there. You stay here. They I would stole find this something. for
2: you as an honor, though, I yeah. think. Yeah. So, Rocco,
0: what's coming up next for you? What are you currently working on?
3: Um, right now, I've been making a few more videos this week. Um, I have a, a show at Broadway Comedy Club. It's a look. I host one. It's called the Fatopia Show. It's uh based on fat comics. Wow. <laughs> but um, but a lot of the comedians we've had on lost weight, so now it's just <laughs> I'm the only fat person <laughs> <laughs> on the show. <laughs> so uh, so I do that every once in a while. It's in the city, Broadway Comedy Club. Just keep an eye out. I'll always post out the dates. But right now, I'm just uh, producing videos and my goal is to go to Toronto, go to Chicago, hit. The other Italian strongholds.
0: So, if people want to find out about you, want to book you, where can they find you?
3: Well, uh, Instagram is at Rocco Comic. Facebook is facebook.com slash Rocco the Comic, and my email is uh, that I have set up for this is Rocco the Comic at gmail.com. dot awesome. com. Pretty easy. It's good. Yeah. To yeah. Easy to remember. Consistency.
2: That's <laughs> right. <Sorry>. So
0: <laughs> I think that there should be like a, a like a fat comic Biggest Loser showdown. Like I think wow. this should be like a special that they do. Yeah, but I think I,
3: the, the problem was when I when I did that audition and they called me in after the video and they put us at a table with a bunch of people want to be on and everyone was crying and I just kept on making fun of myself. <laughs> so wow. like I didn't uh, fit like no. what they wanted. So you didn't <laughs> <hate> <laughs> no, I was like. I was, like, I was like, listen, I just want to sh- go shopping at Walmart and not the big and tall <laughs> store. I was like, that's, that's my goal of this show. And the people are like, I just want to live. And I'm like, I'm living. I just want to fit. That's what I want. And, <laughs> and then that was it. And
1: then I didn't get called back. But that was it. <laughs> I, think th- I think being big in our culture is actually nowhere near the psychological shame that other cultures have for it. Actually. No, it really.
3: is, there's not a stigma along no. with it like it is not really. in
1: now.
2: Especially. How do
0: people react to you like in Italy? Do they just, like, because Italians in Italy have this, like, weird thing with fat Like, oh, but you don't have a mirror? Like, you don't, like, it's the first thing they're going to comment on when they see you. <laughs> it, oh, you either lost weight or gained weight. It's, like, a thing they always have to touch on.
3: The comments I get from Italy is, I don't understand, but I like it. <laughs> Because like it's always family, yeah, and like they just want to support you regardless of what it is. Right. And then, but the, the common question is, have you tried to lose weight? It's like, no, I'm just staying like this. <laughs> like, of course I've tried. It's it's a, it's a fluid thing. You know, it's going back and
1: forth. Yeah. Let's just let it be. <laughs> it's, it's
3: carbs here. What do you want me to do? Yeah, it's not
1: easy. <laughs> and lo- and e- controlling weight, especially like for us, you know, how could you stay away from no, the stuff you I, like? I
3: tell a lot of people I tried keto for a long time, but when I tried it, I. My parents were convinced I was diabetic and just not telling them.
2: Wow. <laughs> it was like there was
3: no, like, legitimate – like you can't just want to lose weight to want no. to. You have to be dying or something.
1: Yeah, yeah my father's uh, lost a bunch of weight just to be in shape. He's, mm-hmm. know, he's getting older, and he lost a bunch of weight. And he – every time we were around my extended family, it's you sure you're okay? You don't mm-hmm. look so good. I'm like, the guy looks great. He's fit, you know, but – like, my aunts and uncles and my grandparents torture him. It's, it's horrible. To, it's yeah. like, you know, how, why would you possibly lose weight? It must be something killing you. Yeah, exactly. That's it great. can't be positive.
0: We're obsessed no. with death. We
1: live in negativity. We are obsessed with death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, see, I, that was one time I was really disappointed when we first started. We were, we once, and then I learned, tried to poll the audience, like, what topic do you want us to talk about next? And- one of the things I put on there was the obsession with death, and nobody voted for it. And I mm-hmm. was like, "Okay, we just started, so maybe the audience at that point was not the following I thought we'd have." But uh, I think it's a great topic because it's it, my it life. We it are. was mm-hmm. I was obsessed as a child with death.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh man, the Italian funerals are like are, are almost as crazy as Italian weddings. I mean, like yeah. if we go back, yeah, oh yeah. Like, you used to be at the funeral parlor for, like, two straight weeks. Yeah.
3: Nobody goes anymore. Like, listen, I, I, I'm I'm very open. I go to therapy. I mean, growing up yeah. in an Italian household. Yeah, no. Sure. You know, there's no reason not to be. No. But, like, I was talking to the therapist one time, and he's like, well, how many uh, weeks have you gone to in your lifetime? I'm like, <laughs> At least over 100. That's a lot of debt. I'm like, because I've only been to like six. I was like, well, maybe, like, you know, no one's going to come when you die. I'm like, that's, a, <laughs> that's the
2: whole thing. That's true. That's true. No one's going
0: to come to your wedding if you true. don't go. And if you don't go to their wedding, no well, they're definitely not coming it. to
3: yeah, yours. their family's not yes, going to come. That's right. That's the thing. It's like, oh, he came for daddy. So yep. you have to go for that's him. That's exactly you know? right.
1: So, I, I, I still go anytime it happens. Mm-hmm. I'm always the last one there. I don't care.
0: I don't mind wakes. Uh, I I've been to a lot of wakes. A lot of um, depending on how Italian you are, you go to the wake, then you go to the thirty day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you go to the the year. You know, Italians we like we like a good mass, and then we like cookies and coffee.
3: <laughs> and you have to line up afterwards outside. Yeah. You have to you know say hi and condolences again.
1: Yeah, it's it's to me. I want it. I want the whole old school thing. I want like a seven day wake. up my <laughs> wife screaming. I want hired mourners, black veil. Yes, I will find the last two mourners that are in like Calabria <laughs> doing the old screams and the dirges and stuff. Find it all. I want it all. I'll promise. I'll be the <laughs> crier. I'll <Yeah>. scream. <laughs> That's perfect. You
0: gotta hire a lady to like be like you know, a lady that looks like Talia Shire. <laughs> That's
1: exactly right. Yeah. With a
0: black veil to go. Ahh!
1: I miss that. I do miss on that. On her it's knees.
0: Crazy. Like... We'll sign
3: a contract for a certain price. I'll jump on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my wife is my wife is
1: uh Abruzzese in Tuscan, so I don't think she'll ever jump. But man, I I, I need a couple of jumpers. No, she's gonna her. be
0: like Jackie O. Yes, she she's, is. She's gonna be you know like like a fascinator, <laughs> yes. birdcage.
1: Yeah, exactly. She'll the have lone dig- single tier. Yes, there'll be a dignity that does not belong at my funeral. I'm sure, <laughs> but I would, yeah, I would like the undignified. I mean, I, I to me, it's I don't know, there's just something wonderful about it.
0: Yeah, no, my mother's is, has expressed, you know, my mother's 62, terrific health. And I think if people did not cry at her wake, she would totally be there, like, haunting Absolutely. them. Absolutely. I would do the same. Thing. Like the the the, the yeah. if if she just like thought it was too quiet, like all the all the um, corona, what do you even call them? <laughs> the 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 flower arrangements just start falling over. <laughs> just like the uh, the yeah. plaster starts and falling. I'll haunt she, you all. Start shaking the room. You know like,
1: who's great at? Th- I mean, this is a conversation. We we could have this panel come back for another episode as long as Pat's here because he's the king of Italian death traditions <laughs> and he's obsessed with them.
0: Pat is the king of Italian. Uh, fanfare. What's yes. the right word for this? The the ceremonies. Yes,
1: ceremony. Yes, that's he is true. the
0: true master of Italian American ceremonies. Yes, he is. Italian. He knows
1: them. He does them. He's
0: an expert on weddings, funerals, processions. Um, I think Pat would have had a, a like the best time at my bridal shower. Yes, the, you know, yes, he would, invite him to anything.
1: <laughs> invite. Him. He he is so consistent that he actually has different designs for funeral flowers that he's, like, revived. Like, but he sends them to the florists. like, especially if they're not Italian. He's like, no, you, you, he's got them perfectly designed. He goes through multiple uh, drafts to make sure that he's he's I really... want to
0: know Pat's yearly estimated boosta and funeral flower budget. It's
1: got to be a big portion of what he's spending over the course of a year because he's always at a wedding or funeral.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: like it's like, a, it's like my grandmother. My grandmother like, was like that. My grandmother at funeral, I'm like, how do you know this many people?
0: But Pat's that kind of guy that you want to have at those things. Yes. So guys, if you, if you want Pat O'Boyle, <laughs>
2: that's right. to come
0: to your wedding and or wake, it's totally possible for the low low price of 150 bucks. <laughs> that's you
2: know, right.
0: he really just <laughs> or wants <two> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> he'll take it have if the you give him the deal. double
0: bomboniera. He might he <laughs> might say okay, but he really just wants the gas money. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's <laughs> all. That's yeah, so true. He's great to have at these things, too. Yeah. He really is. He's, he's just fun at everything.
0: I could totally see you going to a wake and seeing Pat and be like, oh, are you the funeral director? He's like, no, I don't even, I don't even know these people, but. <laughs> Every time I meet a funeral director, I
1: take their card for Pat because he wants to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't make
2: it up.
3: It's sad. Like, my, my grandmother does the same thing to me. Like, if I didn't call her for two days, she'd be like, Don't worry, I'll be dead in two days. Exactly. That's true. They do guilt trip us. Like, like it's sad to say, my grandma has dementia now, but at least now she can't remember the last time I called her. (laughs) (laughs) So she can't really get mad at me if I miss a few days. That's true.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm bad about calling my grandparents. I try to go see them every once in, like, every – at least they they live three hours upstate. I try to go, like, once a month and Mm -hmm. have macaroni with them on, like, a random weekday when I don't have anything. They love that, but, you know. Uh, it's It's hard to keep up the
3: yeah I never had an excuse, my grandma lived in the basement, yeah, so it was like if yeah. I just didn't feel like going down a flight of stairs, yeah, then then I didn't see it, yeah
0: my but- well, owner lived in the basement, but we had tenants in the middle, so it was like I had to come out one entrance, go walk around the block, <laughs> go down the other <laughs> we no. have my we
3: have my aunt and uncle in the middle, like it was us wow. on the top, my aunt and uncle in the middle, and my grandmother in the bottom. So it was just one staircase, you could do two visits. That's awesome. Yeah. That's
0: like that really old school, multi-generational, <clears throat> you know, kind of thing. I mean, do you ever find, I mean, so, like, right now you have a wife and two kids at home. Mm-hmm. So, you like, I feel like when they're older and they go to school, you're going to be like, oh, like, house is kind of empty.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird. Because the thing is, like, my, my wife's American-American. So, like, my idea of family is not what they think. Like, the her parents can go, like weeks without speaking to anyone in the family but meanwhile for me like my grandma if i didn't speak to her in two days it's a trip yeah Yeah. it's a whole thing ten people hear about it and then like she tells everyone at the social (laughs) club her grandson doesn't call her (laughs) so then everyone just looks at you like you're a terrible person meanwhile like you just maybe your phone broke and like
0: like the people she tells will like also tell you when they see you it's (laughs) like yeah that's true like they'll they'll get in your face it's all gossip
3: that's every I think I wrote this on Facebook. I wrote that like, Italian people don't need Facebook because you need to do is run to one person that your grandmother knows and 25 <laughs> yeah. people Everybody will find out by the time did. you get home.
2: Yeah. It is
1: true. It's funny when you think about it. Like you talk about having family that's not Italian mm-hmm. and how glaringly weird we are. You feel so much more aware of your heritage and the weird stuff we do when you have somebody who's not Italian yeah. in your family. You know,
3: It's 100% a culture shock being married into a family that's not Italian at all.
1: Yeah, It's like...
3: It's like the opposite extremes Like My family wanted to know Everything I was doing Even now I don't live home My mom still wants to know Where I am Like she knows I'm here (laughs) She already asked me What time I would be done And then if I was eating home Because I'm going there My in-laws They do not know Anything about anybody (laughs) They don't want to know You could disappear Show up four days later They'd be like They will not even question Where you were I'm like My mom needs a GPS on me If my mom could put a leash On me now She'd put a leash Are you
0: her only son?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's only me and my sister. Okay. Yeah, I, I've, I've always been the, the favorite, as my dad would always tell her. Of course.
0: And how did you meet your wife, your non Italian wife?
3: Italian hotties. <laughs> AOL. <laughs> we met on AOL. Wait we met that. in an
0: Say
1: AOL. Was AOL chat it really room. called Italian hotties?
3: Yeah, it, it's, uh, it was like 2003, I think. It was when AOL was in its heyday. We were ah. in Italian hotties. You know, I tell everyone that we both lied. Because she wasn't really Italian and I wasn't really a hottie, <laughs> so we, we it was like the original catfish. <laughs> um, but yeah, we met in Italian hottie. She still lived upstate, and I lived in in Bensonhurst. I, and the thing is, I, I was going to Severian. I was in an old boys' school, uh-huh. so I couldn't see girls ever unless they were in the little junior high school there. So I was on AOL. That was my. I, I lived there in Italian wow. hotties. Wow. And then we met physically. So I had to, you know, confirm that it was a girl, and then. We just kept talking, and then in 2006, she moved in with us in Bensonhurst. Wow. So okay. I, I kind of tell, like, she got trained in the Italian life because <laughs> she lived with us the entire time before we got married. Wow.
0: That must have been a really interesting dynamic, living in, in the house with your mom. Well,
3: for her, it was a culture shock because now she had someone wanting to know where she was.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, She thought eating at the dinner table was weird. Because, and I have a story, I tell a story about this, I, like, the culture shock we, for me was um, when I went to her house, like, for the first time when they were eating dinner, like, all right, we're going to start eating dinner. So I started getting up to go to the table, and they're like, no, no, sit there, and they took out a snack tray and put it in front of me. Wow. So I'm like, you guys are allowed to eat <laughs>
2: in the living room? <laughs>
3: I was like, I could never bring anything
1: in we, here. We weren't even let to live in the living yeah. room. Yeah. It was just You're a museum. With like, it had, like, the velvet <laughs> rope. My mother never let us in the living
3: room. I was like, wow. And you get to watch the TV? Like, we had to turn it off. The only time we got to stay on was if, like, Domenica Sportiva was on and, we need, and it, like, ran into dinner. That's the only time that it stayed on. But I was like, that's a real culture shock. Yeah. She didn't think that eating at the table was normal. Wow. And people ate, like, for themselves, like, the, they never cooked for the family. Wow. They cook like, for themselves. like, what do you
0: want? What do you want? You know, yeah. like, or we'll order all mm-hmm. different
3: Yeah. So, like, but, like, and then I grew up with the mentality. My dad always said, Eki gatsu, You either eat this or nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So, and for them, nope, you cooked for yourself. So, if you wanted a ham and cheese sandwich, you made yourself a ham and cheese sandwich. And that was a dinner for them, ham and cheese I was like, no. I was like, you have to cook it. That's, That's crazy. to be something cooked. And there's, like, it's like that weird culture shock, you know. And, and Does I, she cook now? She's afraid. Like, I'm trying to, to teach her. Like, so, yeah. like, in my house, my dad was always the cook. He always cooked. He just something. He he always said because his, his, uh, he was one of six kids, and there was only one girl, and he was the youngest. So my dad would always say that uh, his mom wanted another girl and ended up having him. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so that then they taught him how to cook yeah. so that he cooked. And so I always watched him so I know how to cook. And I tell people I maintain this figure because of me. <laughs> Not, and, and it's like in my if it's a testament to my wife that I'm still uh. this big and she doesn't know how to cook so like somethings I'm doing something over here <laughs> but uh I tell her to try to learn, but you know it's hard because you know I'm surrounded by like the turkey family. I call it because they have turkey for every holiday. <laughs> I, I I only thought turkey came out once a year, <laughs> and it. then we didn't even like it. Yeah. It was just there because we felt like we had to have at it. Ten o'clock. Yeah, at night, it, it's there. It's there. Okay, it's fine. We don't care about. It. We care about the lasagna, and the rest <laughs> of the stuff. The, 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 the turkey every holiday, Christmas, Easter, turkey. I'm like, they sell it.
1: That's I know. amazing. that You say that because you you just I love doing this show because it have these dawn on me moments. Mm-hmm. I, was, I always had in my mind the idea that there was these families that were eating turkey every holiday, and I never kind of codified it. Like, I, I never put that together to think about, but, like, we only had turkey on Thanksgiving. We, we liked it. My mom makes a great turkey. My grandmother's stuffing is, a, I, I think it's an old, uh, I'm sorry, to think it's from Molise actually, but I have no family there. But anyway, it's just weird stuffing. It's all Italian stuff. Um, but I don't think I've ever had turkey Maybe at a restaurant, you know, or, or if my mom was out of town, my father buys buy his Hungry Man dinner, but mm-hmm. never had a turkey on another holiday in my life.
0: You know, I when I was little, I was really, like, obsessed with, um, you know, TV American families yeah. and stuff. So I, I always wanted, for holidays, to be like, why can't we have a ham or why can't we have turkey? You know, you're supposed to eat turkey on Christmas, too. Yeah. Uh, or, like, a goose or something. I
1: don't know. I made a goose one year.
0: Yeah, but they were the my dad would would be like I don't like this stuff, and then sometimes he would humor me and do it. But when my dad would usually do that, it because my my dad was more of like would take over like the holidays. He would like manage, yeah. you know. My mom would cook, but he would like yeah. He's like, all right, we're gonna having this. He'd make a plan. He'd yeah. like write it all down, and he would always like humor me. But it would always come out at like right before the dessert <laughs> when no one would want to eat it. Yeah. Or what, if he didn't care about it, it was always, like, third-class It didn't food. make
1: the, the A-list? No. What, what did you guys have on Christmas Day in your houses?
0: Christmas Day, lasagna with meatballs.
1: Lasagna with yeah, meatball we had
3: lasagna and then roast beef. But, like, the, the American cooking always intrigued me. Yeah, me too. Like, as a kid, like, one time I saw, like, I always had a Nutella sandwich or a salami sandwich for, for lunch as a kid in elementary school. Then I saw a kid have hot dogs. <laughs> and I was like, and I went, I was like, whoa. I was like, you can bring that? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> then I went and I had to explain to my nun and my mom, I was like, listen, just put hot dog in aluminum foil. I'll eat it at school. And then, like, they did it for me because my, my family would say yes to no matter what I would say just to appease me. That's
0: sure. a lot of power, Rocco. So
3: yeah, I, I, I waived the power. You know, it come, it's being the only boy. That's like, I, I guess, it's that's the true. only boy power. Like, yeah. you want the bloodline to go on, you got to feed me. Um wow. So I brought a hot dog the next day, and I, I sat there like as if I took out a trophy <laughs> and looked around, but like no one was impressed because that was normal to them.
0: But you were like, I did this. Yeah. Like,
3: Listen, this is like I'm the first. You're going to see all the other Italian kids put the forks away, and they're going to take out a hot dog because of me. <laughs>
1: You're the pioneer. You're like the Columbus of hot dogs. Then
3: one time uh, I was – Chef Boyardee, I was intrigued because I kept on seeing the commercial. I loved it. Yeah. I, I
1: always wanted to want to eat it as a kid. And SpaghettiOs. To, yeah. yeah, and sp- I, ha- yeah. I had to
3: beg my nun at the at the store. I was like, "Please!" She's like, "No, no." And then I had to eat it in in like secret in another room because there was yeah. company over and they didn't want to see that I was eating this. <laughs> of course. Like it was terrible, but I was like, it's "I'm horrible. so intrigued." Yeah. Because I, we weren't allowed to have it, and like when I talk to people like now, even um, I don't like. People are like, oh, how often did you order pizza? Did you order this? So, I'm, and I, when I think back, I'm like, rarely. Like, I we, like once every two weeks we would order pizza or something. Like, we always cook.
2: Yeah.
3: And I never realized now, like until now, how rare we actually ordered food.
0: Yeah, definitely way less than other people's yeah. families. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even today, like every people who are younger that have kids and stuff, they they order out. And but I, I don't know, I'm cooking every night. So I, I wish can. I could
3: cook every
1: night. Yeah, I don't. My, my wife and I, we tend to order, because it's just the two of us, mm-hmm. and, like, we, we tend to order more than we cook, like, yeah, maybe once or twice a week we'll sit down and cook. But other than that, like, halftime, we don't even get to have a meal together, because I'm at something, she's at something, and it is crazy, because I think of myself as an old-fashioned person, but your life just gets ahead of you, and you just can't mm-hmm. dig out of that, like, routine. It's, it's The world has completely changed, really. I, it's hard to... I'd imagine it's going to be hard to create kids that lived even remotely like we did in the next, you know, 10, 20 years.
3: And I think that's why, like, uh, part of me holds on so tight to, like, the Italian stuff. Yeah, me too. Um, it's like, because uh, I married an American and my kids are being raised around that as well, it's like I'm trying to instill these things at them because, yeah. like, now my dad passed away. Um My mom's there. My grandmother, she has dementia. So it's like she's not really there. Yeah. So, like, there's no one else to be instilling these things in them. So I find myself like overcompensating. Like I'm watching Italian movies for no reason just to <laughs> just, like I'm putting it on Peppa yeah. Pig on Italian and my kids like why are they talking so weird. I'm like just just watch it. I'm like cuz I'm like I'm overcompensating yeah. to try and make up for all the stuff that they're losing out well, on. Well,
0: cuz you take it for granted when mm-hmm. you're younger. You yeah. you don't realize that it's it's cool and it's really interesting and it's a big part of who we are of like why we are the way we are too. Yeah. And you sometimes you don't realize it until it's too late. And so there's like Nothing left, you know, mm-hmm. until you all of a sudden all the social clubs call, uh, close down. And you're like, oh, I would, I'd really like to show my kids yeah. a social club. Yeah. I've, I've
3: never been old enough to get in there. <laughs> <and> now that <laughs> now I'm old they're enough, gone. they're closed. <laughs>
1: I, I always say, like, Italian, this Italianita, whatever version it is in Italy here, it, Italians, even those of us born here, you just don't appreciate it until you're outside the majority. Like, when you mm-hmm. leave the tribe or when you marry somebody who's not or, I feel like then you you, you look around and you're like oh wait a minute we have something really special cuz you could see the Italians that leave Italy they they hate it they curse it then they come to any country they move to and they're like this is not Italy you know it's yeah. like it's never as good I feel like italianness is just appreciated more when you're removed from it in some capacity I really believe that I agree yeah. with that
0: Yeah I mean listen sometimes you got to you got to make it more of an you got to be aware of it and make more of an effort like you got to kind of drag your kids to like the the italian christmas parties yes. and stuff while they're still happening yeah because you know there is the there is that last generation kind of holding on right now but mm-hmm. give them another 20 years and we don't know what's gonna happen to it
1: we're i mean i think of us at the vanguard of that movement you know yeah and i don't have any kids of my own i got three nieces and a nephew and my ne- my brother's son is he's all into it and he Every ask me every question, Zio, what's this, Zio, what's this, is this Italian, is that Italian? So I'm like, okay, I am like, kind of feeling like I'm doing a good job molding my nephew in the Italian so he calls me up, he's like, hey, Zio, will you take me to Columbus Day? So I'm like, I can't not take this kid to Columbus Day. The kid asked me, he's four years old, he <laughs> wants to go. You gotta show up and do that stuff, really. Yeah. It's like, if you don't, how many more times to the kid going ask, you know?
3: Right. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I always do the, because the, Col- the Columbus Day Parade in Benson always goes around my birthday, so I, it's like, it marks my birthday, so I'm always in around to go see it, but it changes every year. Yeah. It's kind of sad to look at it Mm -hmm. sometimes, but...
0: It's actually the second largest Columbus Day Parade in the country. Is it? The Bensoners? Yeah. Wow.
3: I remember I marched in it when I was in junior high school. I played the drum corps. Yeah. And I... I remember that. So I, that parade's always been my favorite.
0: When I was Miss Mola in two thousand three, I got to Manfredi Auto World gave me a silver convertible <laughs> eclipse to ride on the back of and I got to, you know, sit on the back and like wave. I would love I gotta see <laughs> fi-
1: video, photos, whatever you have, I wanna see this.
0: Actually I did it twice. I did it when I was Miss Mola and then two years later I was Miss Idea. I won that I What's won that Miss beauty. Ideia? I won that beauty pageant in the auditorium <laughs> of New York Duke High School. Thank you very much. <laughs>
3: I never, never won any beauty <laughs> I, you know, I was yeah. just the apple of my mother's eye. <laughs> you're, you're right. talking, <laughs> if, they, if they had a convertible for that.
2: <laughs> yeah. You're I'd talking <laughs> to the
0: first runner-up at Miss Puglia. Wow, that's impressive. At Russo's on the bed. And if the, the <laughs> tall blonde chick didn't show up from
2: Chicago,
0: <laughs> I would have been number one, baby. Wait a
1: minute. Miss Puglia, this is Miss Puglia Nel Mondo?
0: Miss Puglia, U.S. you know, Miss Puglia goes to Miss Italia USA and Miss Italia USA goes to Miss Italia Nelmondo.
1: Wow, that's, I, I, there's a hierarchy. It's like the final four brackets. I, I it's like can't. the yeah. minor leagues to go yeah. to yeah. major it's leagues. Yeah, it's a big so. deal.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: W- where? What was Missy Daya?
0: Missy Daya was um, the beauty pageant started by a now defunct magazine called Lee Daya. Really? Yeah, that was basically run out of like this basement on Day Hill Road. Get out of
1: here. <laughs> When was this magazine? I love I love the Funk Italian magazines.
0: So it was like, uh, I don't know when they stopped. I don't know if I still have the um, the issue. This is like a funny story because I won Missy Dea, but the people that were running the magazine and the beauty pageant had like a big fight with my mom around that time. <laughs> oh so I, I won that night, and the Consul General of Italy was one of the judges. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, it used to be, like, a nice show, you That's know? amazing, It was yeah. fun. But that night, like, they were just so upset that I won, and I was, like, so excited, and I wore my prom dress that my nonna made, Aww. and it was really, really cool. And then uh, that night, I was like, can I have some pictures of the event? And they're like, well, we're not really sure you won yet. We're recounting. Oh, that's
2: <laughs> great. So there, there was a recount,
0: <laughs> and the recount determined that, like, there was, like, some kind of, audience vote and then there were the judging votes. Oh,
2: come on. So I had
0: won the judging, the judges vote but they said that they, there were some kind of funny numbers with the audience vote uh, and they said that I lost by six votes. Oh, come on. The audience they averaged it together. I don't know. That's like. the
1: the post the we <laughs> yeah, don't like yeah, your yeah. mother rule. That's yes, what that is. So
0: they, they de-cr- dethroned they <laughs> oh, like. That's
1: crazy. <laughs>
0: took it away. Wow, you know? that's so Italian. And then um, I, I sued them. In small claims court. Oh come on. Yeah, and my brother was a first year law student.
1: Oh, uh, it's this is fantastic the movie.
0: Oh, oh, mm-hmm. it was amazing. It's like and, my cousin Vinny. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we actually we went to small claims court. We went before a judge and stuff, and, and I happened? agreed to share the title oh, because that's fantastic. because it was all coming to like a head because mm-hmm. the, the Columbus Day Parade was coming and Missy Dea used to march in the New York Columbus Day Parade. But, you know, that did. <laughs> they got them out of there real quick. And then, um. The, but, you know, all we had left was, like, the Columbus Day Parade and Bensoners. And I was like, I deserve to be on that This card. is the greatest.
1: Uh, th- you got to
0: write this. That's this is your fa- And I was like, I agreed to share the what do you call it? and. <laughs> But then they were like, oh, but, you know, the car's, like, a little small and you don't fit on the, co- on the back of the car, too. So get another car. Man, Freddie has you know, a 19 dealership. It was tiny, but it's like, my ass isn't that big. It's insulting. So it was like, we, like, wore two different crowns. Ah, uh,
1: this just gets better and better. Yeah. This is like My Cousin Vinnie, but it's instead of leaving the tribe and greater American culture making you feel crazy, now you can, 30 years later guide people into our tribe and see how mm-hmm. dysfunctional we are. Because oh, yeah. for an American audience, to see two people fight over Missy Dea and go to... That's, that's fantastic. Oh, well,
0: I've told you, like, the tales of, like, the beauty pageant of my of my village that, you know, I'm waiting for you to to come and are witness doing it doing in this? Yeah, I want to see this. So maybe this February, hopefully. Yeah,
1: I would love to do that. Yeah. I, when I got to Niaf, I mean, I had already met my wife, so I knew my, my, my life was a wrap romantically. But... I was kind of hoping that the position of NIAF president had enough prestige that some Italian beauty pageant would ask me to be a judge. Like, I just wanted <laughs> to be, like, wear tux and hold cards and stuff. I thought it would be, ask questions, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I once they agreed to start doing it again, I'm sure I'm sure that could be arranged.
1: <laughs> I've always wanted a judge. Because I'd been... be like,
3: are you for or against Ragu sauce <laughs> and pasta?" The <bottle?" laughs> and they say, yes, eliminated, get out.
1: Well, <laughs> you know, it's funny because we did a poll about Italian-American uh, community life, uh, identity, different things. And when we announced it, we asked the audience to send questions. And some of and them sent, sent a ton of great questions. One guy from Scranton, Joe, fantastic questions. But he sent me 37 questions. He so <laughs> deeply thought about it. But some of them were really funny, like, you know, do you, what do you think of this? And like, I said to myself, you know what, this is real demographic research. Like, I do want to yeah. know what people think of these things nowadays mm-hmm. because – you never know. Are there people out there claiming to be Italian-American pulling out a can of ragu and doctoring it up and serving it? I don't know.
3: Yeah, and then, like, people have different reasoning, like the whole sauce and gravy debate thing.
1: Oh, my I mean, And wait. then
3: people have, like, the rationale that they give behind it. And it's like, you will justify anything <laughs> to suit your position. One
0: person was like, you know, I'm really poor, and, you know, sometimes I, I do buy a jar of Rayo sauce and doctor it up. And I was like... Okay, poor is not an excuse. No, like sauce a, is way more than making yeah, it like expensive. Eighty nine yeah. cents for <laughs> a can of tomatoes. Like, you know, what are you talking about? That's, are you bad at mad? It's really yeah, bad. Maybe you're poor because you're really bad at mad.
2: That's
3: the truth. Yeah, like it's not even joking. Like my, I'll, I'll be honest. My my wife uses ragu sauce, and I don't. I don't eat the pasta. Wow, wow. because of that. So, like, when we make pasta, she pulls out the ragu sauce, and I'm like, all right, I'm not eating the pasta. I'll why, eat
1: the meatballs. Why
3: ragu in particular?
1: Because I have no idea due what Don't respect to the ragu people, but it's, it's I, a little sweet. It's got to be one bacon. of the lower it, end, like, tastes, it, right?
3: It tastes like, you know, like... Um, Like a Chuck E. Cheese pasta meal, basically, for me. So that's why I don't eat it. Like, when they make pasta. Not even, like,
0: the Michaels of Brooklyn sauce. That's what I'm saying, But the thing is,
3: we live upstate, so I don't know if they even get that. I mean, but I've seen, they have rails now. but uh, so That's how I know how much it is, because, like, when she's buying the sauce, I'm like, oh, look, I recognize that name. (laughs) Why don't you get that one? She goes, but this one's cheaper. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's like rails, like $9 a bottle. I'm like, hey, but look at those cans of just plain sauce that we get to make. It's like a (laughs) dollar. And like, to, save money. Yeah. And, and it's it's like, no, 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 ragu. I'm like, all right, then I guess I'm not, I don't need carbs. It's all right. I'll just eat the meatballs <laughs> that I'll make and then it's fine. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I she does. Know. I
1: don't know. Wow. I can't tell you the last time I had a jarred sauce. We had a sponsor at NIAF who, actually, the sauce is quite good. It's a family from Del Grosso. Del Grosso. Mm-hmm. Really, some of the kindest people you ever wanted to meet. I mean, they supported the foundation. They, and, the, and the family owns an amusement park in Pennsylvania and jars of sauce there, they all worked together. And they were like, they were so generous with us, they'd give us jars to give away to people at every event. And my dad, who could eat macaroni every day, Mm -hmm. if anybody had left the extra jars of sauce, my father would walk around the whole room collecting it. And some events were 750 people, some events were 3,000 people, but he would not leave one jar. He would have my staff go out, get him a box, put it together, like the separators inside, and he'd take it home. He'd have it, I don't know if he used all of it, but he'd probably end up with 30, 40 jars that were left on these tables, and he would just, you know.
3: So that was his sauce day. That was, yeah. Everyone spends the whole day (laughs) making the sauce (laughs) of the year, and I just went around one event. Exactly, yeah.
1: (laughs) Head-pick, cherry-picking. My father's great because he's not one to waste. Like, he's got the old-school Italian mentality of, like, you know, people, like, leave the hotel room, and they're taking, like, the toilet paper rolls and Mm -hmm. the light bulbs. Every event we go to, he'll walk out with the centerpieces. He don't care. He's
2: my
0: nonna. Yes. Essentially. My grandmother was like that.
1: Centerpieces, I, like... I don't know I go to an event with him one time, like a really fancy event. I was being recognized at, and I was really nervous to go because it was, like, not an Italian event. It was, like, a lot of Medigan people, and we were all in like, white tie and tails. And my father's, like, a pretty distinguished guy. But the end of the night, he was walking out with the centerpieces, and you, they were gigantic. And you could tell they were rented because they had like, all this architecture yeah. stuff on them. And he's like, no, 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 they let you keep these. I'm like, Dad, these definitely are not for yeah, you, you to can. take. But he got in the car. The, <laughs> if he beads, the jewel beads on it, yeah. they were rented. He like, like, no, can keep those. He just put them in the car. I mean, they never chased us. Oh but My, so my bridal
0: shower was looted. Oh, yeah. I can. You always look like like an like,
1: Italian American Taj Mahal too. I mean, there must have been like prizes to be had.
0: There were prizes. There were be, <laughs> there were Limoncello, uh, hand sanitizers that like the women were um, were like tackling my maid of honor for them. We played games like guessing mm-hmm. games. You know, fill in the blank. It's it like Ma, I got all of the ants right. <laughs> crazy. I, I got ra- a bingo. I got a bingo. I raise my hand the first day. You not see me and she's just take it. I don't want any trouble. Yeah. Like the sweet table. Like, the cookies, they all got in, first they all got in line, and then one lady knocked over this little crystal basket that I had uh, confetti in, and they were literally still walking <laughs> through broken glass <laughs> to get their their cookies. It's
2: crazy. Then
0: I had, like, a, a coffee pot and little coffee cups in my little cafe. Display. I had several, my, my, my shower was a bit of a production.
1: It was beautiful from what I saw.
0: But, like, the coffee pot and the coffee cups, nowhere to be found no. at the end of the shower. Uh, And one lady was like, oh, I took it home as a memory,
3: (laughs) as a souvenir.
0: And I was like, what do you think the favor's for? (laughs) That's
1: the memory. It's labeled. We literally give you free stuff to take home. I bought you a memory. That's my coffee pot. (laughs) When I did uh, last year, I helped Pat do his event. And actually, some of the members of our new neighborhood, for those of you out there who are not familiar with our new neighborhood, it's our membership group. It's available on our website, ItalianAmericanPodcast.com. And these are the people that... We interact all the time on a private Facebook group. We get together for things. And one of the first times we ever got together was when Pat had his uh, Madonna Sacramonde feast that he does in New Jersey. And he made up these games. And he started a game called Pass the Provolone. So I had to host for him on the microphone. And he starts the music. All the old ladies gathered. I mean, it's all the women gathered for the Pass the Provolone. And then the men do like a prosciutto, I think. And they pass this Provolone wheel around or whatever, log. And if the music stops and you have it, you got to leave. Wow. And he kept telling me every, and I've been there a couple of years, but I guess I never participated in the games. And he always tells me, you don't understand, fights break out. So I'm like, God, oh, come on, Pat how? Like, I swear to God, the fight's breaking out. And then the men with the, with the prosciutto, it was like we had to have a, a court case there. Like, no, this guy saw me. They're pulling paisans out from the corner. Like, he saw with this eye. I have my hand on it. And like the, Pat finally, the last year, had to bring seven of each because he knew they were going to fight over it. And he says, I keep giving them away. Spent hundreds of dollars on
0: cured yeah. meats and cheese. We're savages no, like, we yeah. about like, free things.
3: Like, I think um, after the 18th Avenue feast, when they have the procession, and then Villabate gives out the free cannolis, yeah. I always hear about, like, the disaster that becomes. Like, the they all bomb the table up. <laughs> And all together, cannoli is like, the cannolis are not that—you can buy them. It's right there, yeah. The but, store that sells uh, is right behind. No, They're no.
1: making them more, but this one's a free. Yeah, they like it free. I went to St. Anne's
3: Feast in The free in one
0: tastes better. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, free is better for everybody. That's true. Well, I, I was in St. Anne's Feast in Hoboken a couple of years ago, and somebody basically knocked over a priest for the last piece of focaccia. The one bakery hands out, like, oh uh, mm-hmm. the focaccia with the pomarola on top, and, like, everybody was going crazy. And they basically knocked over Priest to get the last piece of... I'm like, like you said, this guy's selling it too, you know. It's like <laughs> a, you, you could spend $2 if you want and buy the big piece, but no, they wanted the free sample. It's, it. out. it's
0: We're all about the samples. Yeah. Like, uh, Nona would, would... She used to go to the city all the time, and anybody that would do, like, promotional things, she would go to Macy's. That was her jam. And anyone that would be outside giving away, like, promotional mm-hmm. stuff, like packets of shampoo. Yeah. She would have 12 of them.
1: Yeah. I'm, it, it, uh, I'm was bad like, that mm-hmm. way myself. I have to admit, I, I I'll take anything free. I like a free sample. I yeah. think it's
3: in our blood. Might be
1: it's just yeah. it's part of our genes.
3: Do
0: you ever go to Costco? Like uh, when you when oh, Costco yeah. just like started. Yeah, you first you started, pretend, right? pretend
3: to rediscover the <laughs> yeah. the sample I'm Like hey. <laughs> You were yeah. <laughs> No, no, me. Oh, and I gotta get one from my cousin. He's in aisle seven. <laughs> yeah. He's in aisle seven right now. It's yeah, so just sick.
0: no, I'm not no, you don't know me. No,
2: that's no, a, I wasn't here. I was that's a here.
1: great Italian American. I'm taking extra logic. I'm getting one for my cousin and mm-hmm. my sister. We, oh, we always my, all my grandmothers and her sisters, my grandmother and her sisters all did that.
0: Well that's i take one
1: for Z, I'm taking one for this. That's
0: why you need security for your bomboniera at your yes, parties. Because you if you leave them to their own devices. Oh no, they'll take it. They and can't especially be
3: now. I remember at my wedding I handed out the It's like I had to you know, you had to give me the envelope before I gave you the bomboniere. That's but now like the new thing is like the, the venue will bring it out and yeah. put it on the tables. You can't leave it there because you know, someone's no. gonna grab it. Oh no, yeah. You no, know, I have a two envelope. I have a two envelope. I gave it one for my cousin's so sister. Sick. She gave me <laughs> We're So sick I need people. two. I need two. We're sick people. I still have people, like, they, they call and, like, oh, did, did someone give you the bombonieras since you gave the envelope? Like, I don't need it. I, I have enough. I have enough. You could
1: take it. I uh, See, I can't throw people's bombonieras out. I feel horrible doing it. was well, just...
3: like you're dooming the
1: marriage. Yeah, like, I'm I bringing bad energy on myself. I don't know. i have I'm a very superstitious person.
3: Do
0: you keep the bomboniera if the couple gets divorced?
1: At that point, it's in my bomboniera storage box. I probably don't even know it's there. Like, I, 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 most of the stuff is in boxes. I just can't throw it out.
0: Does your mom display the bomboniera? Yeah. And that, so uh, if the couple gets divorced, does she get rid of it's it? It's hard to
3: remember because we have so many. And they, a lot of duplicates, too. It's so, true. So like, but I'll use that as an excuse. I might just keep that in the back, like, no no, they got divorced they <laughs> fought six times it's cursed. let's throw it out
0: there was one like in particular oil and vinegar bottle mm-hmm. that was quite popular Doing the rounds with, the, with, the,
3: with the with the like the leaves on it the vines and stuff no
0: there was one like white one with just like two rhinestones you know you know only only Italians would think that like rhinestones are <laughs> subtle mm-hmm. in any capacity would th- <laughs> I I think I got I had I got that three times in one year
3: for my wedding I gave out a bottle of wine just because I didn't wanna give out a bonboniere that someone was just going
1: to not want. We gave out her cookbook. Yeah. Exactly. My wife yeah. and I were like, what's something personal? But I'm like, oh. And she had my grandmother in it. It was fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it yeah. was nice. It was. It was but really but nice. you had, like, a wooden spoon with it.
1: Yeah, we, my wife went crazy, yeah. tied a wooden spoon, a thing. Yeah, and the
0: they thing. were, like, they were, the way they were wrapped, they looked like... Real but bo- Not to say it's my book, so it's not that it wasn't a real book. <laughs> no, movie. no, you know yeah. But it was probably, like, there were probably some old people that opened it, and they're like, what the hell is this?
1: <laughs> no, this is a fake
3: one. This is the one you used to stack it up. This is, <laughs>
1: where's, where's my olive tray? <laughs> where's my, <laughs> yeah, like- where's my uh, t- uh, espresso spoons? It's true. It's funny. I, it's hard, though. I got You kind of have to, like, come up with something original. Mm -hmm. What do you come up with now? Do
0: you ever play Guess the Bomboniera, like, before you open it? My husband and I do that now.
3: You you give it a little shake, like, this is a plate.
1: Yeah, you can tell what's, like, a serving tray, Mm -hmm. who did the coffee cups, two demitasse cups and and plates and stuff. That's, like, you can spot those, I think.
0: You know, I gotta say that my favorites, though, are like the imitation Versace mm-hmm. motif. <laughs> that's
1: big. They still make those The statues, oh, yeah.
0: like the no, the plates. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you ever get like one fake Versace plate <laughs>
3: <laughs> as like, a bomboniera? Yeah.
1: yeah, I probably have like three of those
0: somewhere. Yeah, like, I like the, great.
1: the Italian bomboniera <laughs> that comes in like the. You ever see the stuff that comes like the plastic on top, so you could see what you got when you open it, but then it's like that weird. Satiny material around it, and it's like a, that weird display box. It's, yeah, it's yeah, all plastic, yeah. but it's got this weird material. I, I don't know who's still making that stuff, but I, I love it. There's a lot of places you can still get like old stock bonbonier that they haven't sold since, like, it's been in the basement since the 70s. SAS it, Italian
0: too. Records, she's mm-hmm. got an Onyx phone.
1: I saw that last week when I was out there,
0: and it doesn't work. It's not a real phone, mm-hmm. it's like $200 yeah. though, still. Oh, yeah,
1: of course. It's just there because someone might buy it. Well, yeah. I did that a couple of months ago. I was helping Ernie Rossi out. And and everybody on the show that's listened to the show knows I love Mr. Rossi, Ernie Rossi's store since 1910, I think. Uh, on Great guy. On Grand Street. A phenomenal guy. Treasure for the community. And to be honest with you, I'm always uh, hanging around. I'm helping him with stuff. and He never wants to charge me, and I always feel bad. So I'm always like, no, i got to pay something. So one day I was there, and I said, you know, Mr. Rossi, when I was younger, you used to have like this – Old box with a ravioli maker from the 60s. I thought I saw it lately. He's like, oh, I don't know. So I started digging and I pulled it out. The thing has never been opened since 1962. So I'm like, Mr. Rossi, how much is this? Now, every time I buy a t shirt, no, don't worry. He's like, oh, I forgot I had that. He's like, it's $100. So now I'm like, it's a little bit like <laughs> Fotch. I'm like, I got to buy it, you know? So I gave him $100 and I got it's over here somewhere in my office. Yeah, is I a, saw
0: it the other day. Yeah,
1: it's, it's a 60s automatic ravioli maker. I don't even know how it makes sense. John's
0: like, never going to use this, no. guys. It's.
1: I bought mm-hmm. it for the the, the to have. yeah the aesthetic of it yeah sixties yeah, spot like, so it's, it's talking piece like
3: look at that <laughs> look
1: at my six. the ravioli I <laughs> wanted
3: office. to talk about <laughs> it on this episode yes, probably yeah. true. Basically, you I knew spent a hundred dollars
0: for ten seconds of sound
2: right. we and got don't, it don't let anyone know like a hundred dollars my god you make it by hand the same <laughs> thing absolutely right you they don't need no me. machine
1: I can't I, you know I got maybe we'll take it to Nona and she'll help us figure it out because I can't figure it out doesn't make any sense maybe she'll have some familiarity because you you insert the and you insert the filling and it does it itself. I don't know.
2: You
0: can't read the directions? No, I
1: can, but I don't understand the logic behind it. I can read how it's supposed to work, but it doesn't uh, seem like it's going to work. Uh, well. Well, probably why no one bought it.
3: That's <laughs> probably true. It's been sitting
0: there since 1967.
3: Everyone probably years. looked at it like, that thing yeah. is <laughs> not going to work. Yeah, but like but it's just like, you know,
1: you put them all in together and somehow it comes out perfect. It doesn't make sense. Like, is that from the Jefferson? <laughs> I mean, not the Jefferson, the Jetsons? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <laughs> is that like, from the Jetsons Italian episodes? Yeah, that's right. yeah, so true. Yeah, I don't know. I got weird stuff. Judy, come <laughs> a <laughs> eat a pasta. Come on, Elroy. Yeah, space ravioli from the 60s.
0: They feed ah. Elroy pasta too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll buy anything that's Italian. I have a problem.
0: Yeah, me too. I can't, you know, just to have it. You know, you never know when you're going to need it.
1: It's the whole reason that I do this show. I'm sure same for you. Yeah. yeah it makes us who we are.
0: Yeah, I'm not really sure what I do coming here and recording, like, just us talking, but I'm sure one day we're going to need it. Yeah, that's absolutely
3: yeah. right. I'm going to save it. And
1: it's like, I'm, I'm, pres- I'm like a, the Noah's Ark of Italian-American We just culture.
0: hope these, these episodes will be useful to someone somewhere someday. Just
1: throw it out like, hey. Oh, we're talking about something. I have a whole episode for you to
3: listen to. Exactly
1: yeah. You you want an automatic ravioli maker?
3: I got your episode. <laughs> Do you want to know why I'm so messed up in the head? Listen to these episodes and just know what we came up with. <laughs> I say it all the time.
1: Like people think, I am, I am. We, I, in all seriousness, we are definitely doing this for the preservation and because we love it. But the truth of the matter is for me, it's like a therapist couch. Mm-hmm. Like I, things dawn on me, and I'm like, oh my god, that's why I'm so whacked out. Mm-hmm. It's because you got to explore this stuff. Because being Italian is. Not an easy way Stressful. to bear. <laughs> Stressful sometimes, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And we, we don't want to forget. No, you, know, you don't want to forget because the, there was there was a lot of weird, crazy stuff. There was so much good stuff too.
3: Yeah, well, the, because all mixed in together at the same time. Like you saw, like when you look back, when you like step back, you see the logic of the crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. like uh, the overprotectiveness. Yeah, is because they cared. Yeah. but like we saw it as crazy. But now you then you step back and see why? Because like, now I have my kids. I see. I'm overprotective. I want to know where they are when they're not home. So then, when I see why, why I was getting asked yeah. all the time.
1: It, it you you know you're getting older when the stuff your parents did that you thought was totally whacked out mm-hmm. becomes sensical.
3: My entire social life was was hampered by my parents. I, I say it <laughs> because of the curfew and not being able to hang out. Yeah. So like when I started in high school, I started making like my house the house that everyone goes to just so That's I knew. The move. Yep that they couldn't question where I was going because I was home. But, like, in junior high school, people started hanging out at other people's houses, and I could never go because they'd be like, oh, it's late. I'm like, all right, I'm not really – even now, I'm going to Italy in January, my mom's worried I'm going to get kidnapped. I'm like, Mom, 400 pounds, 6'2". No one's taking me unless they have, like, a lift. Like, no – I'm not really, like, all my – I'm not popular. I don't have money. Nothing's happening. I, I'll, I'll make it back. So, like, the whole paranoia that my my parents had – Hampered, like, my social life growing up until I learned, like, I'm just going to do it anyway.
0: Yeah. Does she want to, like, come with you and, like, protect you?
3: No. She just wants me not to go. Oh, So, like, okay. just avoidance. That's right. That's it's avoidance. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Like that's like, yeah. It's like
2: abstinence. Like the abstinence. Social abstinence.
3: Don't engage the world. <laughs> you
1: know, do nothing. You don't talk to nobody. <laughs> you don't need nobody. I'm here. That's We're
2: uh, good.
0: So wow. true. That you is only need me. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: that's really true. Yeah thousands what? of therapy hours later
3: but like was here she was
0: she happy that you that your wife is so american or was it like a thing
2: no it's
3: just it's things to it's thing a lot of things like having to get used to like um at my my wife's family like if if you got a bottle of water and that bottle of water is yours it's like roommates that's what i say it's like it's like living with roommates <laughs> but in in my house everything is everyone's. everybody's so like if my wife wanted to open up a bottle of soda she would ask my mom. My mom would go, seriously? Why are you asking me? Just open it. Yeah. If I buy it in the house, it's for everybody. Yeah. And my wife would still do that. Like even till this day, my wife that hasn't clicked away, she'll still ask me. Every time my mom goes, really? Why do you still ask me? So it's like she's like trying to train her in that way. And then living when my wife lived with us, cause we, she moved in 2006, and we got married 2012. So six years she spent living in the madness of an wow. Italian house. So she's sort of trained that way. So that's why we're raising our kids in that mentality. So, like, now my kids eat dinner at the table with us every night, mm-hmm. and we yeah. do stuff like that. So she's seen both sides of the world and is picking what's better, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our, our
1: insanity. Yeah. That is the whole point of all this is that, you know what? We can criticize it. We can say it's crazy. We can dissect it. But it's the best way in the world to live, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well— for those of us lucky enough to be born into it, it is the greatest way in the world to live. Rocco, thank you for coming out. We really Anytime. appreciate it. bro.
0: Yeah, thanks for the laughs. And, uh, I appreciate I'm it. I'm going to go visit your mother in Bensonhurst. And I probably know her. Everyone
1: knows everybody. Yeah, it's <laughs> the beauty of an Italian neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Well, for all you out there who are with us uh, every week, we're glad to know you. And thanks for being part of the Italian American Podcast. We'll see you next week.
0: We'll see you next week, guys. So see that you're born in an italiano
2: and your life will be great see that you're born in Italian if you want your life to be great see that you're born in an italiano and your life will be great see that you're born in an italiano and your life will